So you went for an agile job interview and didn't get the job. Why? What did they want you to say? What could have changed their mind? Today on this vlog we are going to be discussing all matters that are related to your interview experiences and what may or may not have gone wrong. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome back to the Lean and Mean Agile podcast and join Agile training channel on YouTube. My name is Dimitri, I'm your Agile coach, transformation coach really, and this is part of my experimental vlog, vlog, however is the right way of pronouncing it, I don't know, I'm getting used to it still, series of videos that I'm recording while I'm traveling between two work locations as part of my roaming coach experience. If you're not familiar with the roaming coach concept, which is certainly not mainstream, but something that, I don't know, I'm one of the few people who are probably using this term now openly in our agile professional uh, services space, then I strongly encourage you to watch the vlog one, the first video in the vlog, where I kind of take a first stab at it and give you a little bit more context maybe as to my thinking and what does this mode of operation as a professional transformation coach, lean agile coach, what does that entail? So I'm not gonna digress into that and explain to you why am I recording from the car suddenly. I've done quite a lot of talking about that on the very first episode. If you're interested, please take a look. All right, so today I am once again traveling between two locations as part of my coaching duties, and I thought I'll use this time wisely and kind of respond to a few questions and a few, some of them were not really questions per se, they were more like feedback from users, feedback from my followers and people who are connected to me on LinkedIn. Over the last few weeks, maybe there were about six to seven uh, messages in a similar vein of people telling me about their professional job interview experiences really where they were because we are in agile professional space they are asking me uh, telling me about what went what went on in the interview with sometimes not enough information for me to make a proper judgment as to what has gone really wrong spoiler alert but I can take an educated guess here and help you maybe dissect that situation yourselves and give you some ideas basically maybe food for thought that is if I can give you some food for thought as opposed to maybe clear-cut answers as part of this vlog episode I think that would be my goal I would have succeeded then so questions are as I said uh, along the lines of hey Dimitri I went for an interview for a scrum master role and they asked me this and that and this is along the lines of what my answers were like. So I provided answers as to the best of my ability, but I didn't get the job. What has gone wrong? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the frequency of this unfortunate situation and the context of the question that's being brought up face to face in my talks to people. And as part of those received messages, feedback from people, something that I'm trying to address here. First of all, as I already said in the spoiler alert, it is very, very hard to tell what went wrong by someone who hasn't been there. 
and by someone who is even a professional coach or a person who was interviewing a lot of people themselves. I don't only coach. It's not the only thing that I've ever done. Um, I've been sitting on interview panels and I've been advising interview panels as a not hiring manager, but a person who is the expert in that on the panel of the interviews. And then I was providing my feedback to the hiring panel as to who would be better suited as a candidate for the job. That is why there was some reasonable success and reasonable positive feedback. Thank you in case you're one of those people who did reach out actually as part of that feedback um, about my books, about the books that are talking about professional pivoting, ch career change, when you want to become a Scrum Master as one of the most popular recognized titles, but it doesn't mean that it's that those publications, they were addressed only to Scrum Masters. Anyway, so people still reach out with that work-related kind of stuff, career-related stuff, as opposed to what do I do as a Scrum Master. Okay, well, there is a metric ton of sources that will tell you as well as I can as to what your duties are and all that kind of stuff. Read the Scrum Guide. <laughs> um, so what I think would be a little bit more helpful than just telling you I don't know what went wrong, pay attention yourselves when you are going through the interviews, and that is with all friendliness, uh, you know, I can say that you would do yourself justice and do you, you would do yourself a huge favor if as part of those professional interviews you actually not just waiting for your turn to talk but you actually listen and observe the context of the question body language atmosphere in the room general manner of your interviewers that is it's an unstructured vlog as you can tell but that is one of the first, if I had to put a bullet point number one, I would put it above this statement. I would say that your success is not guaranteed, but is somewhat assisted by your, uh, you paying attention, as opposed to simply kind of knowing key answers to the questions of, let's say it's a Scrum Master job and you know what a Scrum Master is supposed to do. So you sort of have those answers prepared from your experience or just because you prepared for the interview as you should be. So if beyond that you actually are paying attention to what kind of interview is this and it's a little bit more of a gut feel and observation really. It's a little bit more of a what kind of people am I talking to? What mood are they in? What are they really asking me about? Is there any subtle context? Is there any something? Is there a mood? Is there a certain mood that I need to feel in order for my answers? to match their expectations. Having said that, what I'd like to point out, I don't want to use the word disclaimer or disclaim my statement here, but you can treat it as such if you like to. Any interview, in my opinion, if you want to be successful and if you want to be reasonably happy with your job, with the one that you're applying to, and let's say you get it, it is not a one-way street. It is not something that you have to necessarily please the interview panel in order to, you know, get that job. It is also about you. It is this, there is a second very important, I would say more important almost, part where your professional aspirations and your personal expectations need to be matched by the job and by the people who are interviewing you and who you will be ultimately working with. So when I said to you that that point number one of what to pay attention to at an interview in order to get the answer yourself, what may have gone wrong or what may 
have caused this emotional or professional mismatch between yourself and ultimately the expectations or just this cultural fit that they're looking for of the panel, of the people who are interviewing you, who are entrusted in passing that judgment whether or not you will fit in ultimately. So I think that would help uh, both in terms of uh, gauging those triggers as to what what type of, like how, how should you act and how should you carry yourself rather than act probably um, as part of that interview. I think that would be um, uh, very positive, that could have very positive impact on your success as well as making sure that you are getting yourself into something that is right for you. Secondly, I would say that as trivial as this statement is, it might be overlooked. People, especially who are getting a little bit desperate in the present day and age of getting the jobs because the job market competition is steep, you know, especially in some areas of the world. I can speak very confidently about, say, Sydney, Australia, but I know in Melbourne, Australia, for example, as another hub of activity, especially in terms of agile jobs, it is a similar, uh, it is a similar matter. I'm sure all major sort of industrial kind of cities where there would be uh, some companies, usually larger scale companies that would be hiring scrum masters, agile coaches, uh, agile project managers in, high, in large numbers. I, I'd say this uh, pattern would be similar. It doesn't matter what country it is, India, uh, America. So I would say that you need to um, make sure that you read the job description very, very carefully. The ad, when you found that job somewhere on the job website, job search website, when you got referred to someone and they have perhaps forwarded to you the job description, the JD. What people more often than you think do is they know that they have, let's say, a certification of a Scrum Master and they know that maybe they have done a little bit of Scrum Master work for six months, whatever. Then they see a job that says, we are looking for a Scrum Master. And that's all they really read. They just apply after that. Let's say their resume is even decent, in a decent shape. Um, and let's say their cover letter, the one that they apply with, is both required and in, is in a decent shape as well. Problem is that when you are not stopping for a little bit, pausing and paying particular attention to how that job ad or job description is written, if you're not looking for specific keywords, specific patterns, specific things that will tell you, simply inform you a little bit more about how prepared the employer or the proxy to the employer, which usually is manifested itself as professional recruitment companies, the middlemen, yeah? Because they rewrite job descriptions sometimes for the sake of pasting them into the, into the ads, into the online ads. It happens, they don't do, they don't do the post one-to-one -one quite frequently. It also certainly depends on the format and the, how extensive the uh, job requirements and description uh, came from the employer, from the actual hiring company that is the client to the recruiter. I don't want to digress here, could be a topic for a separate discussion as to how that happens, but some insight into this might help you as well. 
But basically all I'm saying is in this uh, free-flowing format of the vlog is that um, you can obtain quite a lot of information about the expectations of the hiring panel if you pay attention to the language and what exactly did they put into that job ad. If you ignore that, you are potentially setting yourself up for a fail or you are simply not helping yourself by ignoring some facts that might be rather obvious. What facts, you would ask me? What facts, Dimitri? Well, I haven't seen your job ad, but things to look out for are they would start with a job title, they would start with the fact whether or not this job is advertised as a hybrid role, but I would call a hybrid role on my YouTube channel. There is an earlier video which if I recorded now, I recorded it like a year or more ago, but if I recorded it now, perhaps I would have rephrased or elaborated on some of the, uh, on some of the items that I kind of highlighted there. But take it for whatever it is, it still stands. Hybrid roles are a very common expectation on the job market, at least on Australian job market, but I'm pretty sure it is the same in Europe, this is the same in US in some cases. It is when a company wants you to do more than one job. For example, Scrum Masters, right? It is very, very rare, very rare to see an ad with an expectation behind it that basically says, we just want a Scrum Master as per Scrum Guide. Idealistic, clean classroom, as I refer to it sometimes as well, picture. Tremendously rare. What you would get instead of that more often than not, even if it's not shown in the title of the ad, of the job ad that you're applying for, but usually it does. What you would expect is that that Scrum Master is also expected to perform some other duties. It's a Scrum Master slash business analyst. Scrum Master slash developer. Sometimes, and God help you, <laughs> if that's your case and if you decided to proceed with it, Sometimes you would see things like Scrum Master slash Project Manager, okay? If you don't know and don't understand the context of this joke, why I'm laughing and why I think that God help you in that particular case, if you saw that ad and decided to proceed to apply, I, tr I encourage you to watch a few more of my videos, especially that one, the one that I'm mentioning, the hybrid roles one as well as, I think, a few others. But a short version of this is that some responsibilities, some jobs, they, are, they go well together, just like ingredients of a certain dish that you're cooking. But some will clash. They will either try to achieve completely opposite... Uh, they will serve opposite purposes if each one of those individual components are done right, are implemented right, say Scrum Master duties and Project Manager duties. This is a classic example of a clashing taste, of something that will make your soup taste awful. And that, a lot of what I say is subjective, right? And uh, you listen to other coaches, whoever, everything is subjective, okay? But if I dare say, that there is one thing where most of us agile practitioners with some experience that we agree on is that a good project manager, especially a traditional project manager who needs to comply by the, you know, um, 
rules of a traditional organization that they're part of, the PMO and whatnot, cannot at the same time, and that is a key word here, it's not about them being unable to transition into a role, it's about performing the role with a slash, PMSM, at the same time. A good DM cannot be a good SM at the same time, simply because they need to serve completely different purposes and they need to try and pursue and introduce completely different behavioral patterns. Agile project managers has a different role, well, it's, they manage a project, but at the same time they manage it with a completely different appreciation to agile processes that they support. Agile project manager is a different case, okay? So that's a disclaimer before you start saying, Dmitry, what do you mean there? All right, so back to, uh, back to the kind of original topic here. Uh, I think if you recognize what kind of hybrid role expectations are there in that job ad that you applied to and that interview that you are attending, that would help you a lot, just even awareness and preparation. And then what do you need to do? Well, what you need to do at any interview is address the needs of the hiring company and address expectations, especially explicit expectations of the panel of the interviewers as per that, that job ad, because that's all information you have at hand. In my books, for example, I have um, look, uh, and this is not me trying to inadvertently and very awkwardly advertise those books, but they did help a few people. I do talk about in more detail, again, subjectively suggesting what the approach should be as far as preparation for the interview. But these things like um, appreciating the hybridity of the role that you're applying to and making sure that you tick the boxes that are required for those potential uh, duties of a, let's say, business analyst as well as a scrum master. That is an example of a mix that goes together, goes together rather well and is advertised and expected from you more frequently than not. Because that is like a match made in heaven. That is, these roles are working rather well together. So that would be your point number two. Why didn't you get the job? Maybe it was a hybrid role and you didn't recognize that or didn't make sufficient amount of impact on, or didn't present yourself in a way that the hiring panel saw that you do recognize the need for that and you somehow in your answering to their more specific questions, I don't know what kind of questions they would ask you, um, there, there, there is a, I could have a good guess, which again, I, I listed 10, I think, or something, key questions that are sort of very common to um, in agile job interviews, at least in Australia, that might help you as well. But um, basically all I'm saying is that um, make sure that you answer questions with that relevant job description in mind. Make sure you address it clearly, friendlyly, and sort of in a very assertive but non-robotic way. Point number three that I would mention here is that every, well every, okay, that is a bit of a blanket statement which I genuinely try to steer clear of, majority of interview situations, the vast majority of interview situations, they, um, they want to get the right person with the right skill set and the right attitude towards the job, 
but ultimately every single person who is probably part of those interview panels they recognize the fact that primarily we work with people we are not just mechanical cogs of some machine and the nature of what we do in our agile environment is working with people and making people gel and work together well introduction of specific methods specific principles uh, you know looking over the shoulder of people um, uh, and making sure they do the right thing is an element of what we do but it is a smaller element compared to the human factor if i may call it that the human factor of our jobs the fact that we do work with real people so what i would encourage anyone to do is come across human especially for agile jobs come across like you know your stuff come across like you're listening rather than waiting for a turn to talk but at the same time come across as a human person who is pleasant to work with again i'm making assumptions here but if i am addressing that question that prompted the topic of this vlog that you coming across a little bit robotic waiting for your turn to talk just firing out you know um, when you know the flag falls firing out those correct answers rather than coming across as a normal adaptive sort of person who is flexible to the situation who shows deep appreciation of agile principles and values themselves as a person i think being unable to convey that might really really reduce your chances of getting that green tick on your on your application at the end of the day and finally i will wrap this up by again by saying that people who are interviewing you are humans usually so far at the moment of posting of this uh, of this video it was humans what does this mean it means that people come into the interview with a certain mood with a certain attitude themselves because not everyone is so crystal clear and fantastically professional that they're able to wipe out their uh, mood that they woke up in some things that happened to them in their own personal life yesterday and things like that which is why which is what creates this extra complexity in terms of giving you the right all-encompassing answer as to what do they expect and that's it and that would be your guide right in addition to the points that i gave you a more easy to gauge points so somewhat maybe this point actually backs up my point number one you need to pay attention and you need to gauge what kind of mood and what kind of uh, people you're talking to but you might not be able to so there is that random factor there is that random factor that you and i wouldn't be able to gauge at least right now me driving my car and you listening to me um, or as to what precisely is driving their questions or what precisely makes them give you a green tick or a red cross at the end of the day and that is all i probably will um, talk to you about today on this little vlog episode guys Please let me know if this helps you anyhow and if mainly I'm interested in feedback whether or not this format works for you. If you prefer this um, to the usual kind of um, podcast audio to YouTube 
type of conversion. If this reverse of you actually having an ability to um, witness my travels and co maybe connect to me a little bit better in on video, if that's, that works better for you. So I would definitely appreciate your feedback and um, just keep coming with the, uh, with the questions if I can be of any assistance and I can just share my opinion on various matters that might you might be struggling with or where you might need help. That is what coaches are here for and that's why you are potentially subscribed to my channel, I guess. So yeah, this was Dimitri. I wish you all a very pleasant time in between of the episodes and I will talk to you next time. Oh, 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 oh,